Let's make this happen in four, three, two, one. Friday, October 23rd. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's me. It's Dr. Goose. Don't lose faith, people. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast because, Mr. Fermi, with all due respect, sir, you, you might want to have to start hawking stuff with our records. 10 and 10 and 7 and 16. Fermi, what's going on? I'm going to go down swinging, man. It's, we're, we're still fighting. We'll see what happens. I got, I, I'm going to mix it up this week. I don't know if this is good or bad, given my history. I'm giving you four games this week. This is exciting. This is exciting. I only have actually two plays. I have a two-unit play and a one-unit play. But I heard you have a two-unit play in there, Fermi, when we were talking. This intrigues yep. me. I believe it's an over. Is that true? It is. It is an over. Let's, you know what? The only way to battle back is to take take a page out of your book, I think. So. Respect your hustle. Tell us why, yeah. Fermi. Tell us. All right. So I'm going LSU, South Carolina, over 54 and a half. Um, LSU has not played in two weeks because of the COVID cancellation. Um, I Their defense has been awful. If you remember, first game they opened against Mississippi State, Mississippi State hung huge numbers on them. Uh, I think they gave up 60-plus. That was the Mike Leach coming. And then since then, I, th- I thought that was Mississippi State's offense that was that good. Mississippi State's offense is not that good. It was really LSU and how poorly their defense has been playing. Uh, the numbers at 54-and-a-half, South Carolina has been putting up points. They got into a, into a little bit of a shootout against Florida as well, whose defense is also down. I think this could be... This could be a third quarter over. I truly believe that. Um, so this is my favorite play of the week. Two units, South Carolina LSU over 54 and a half. Let's make this thing go, Fermi. I what like it. About, what do you think about that? I think that I, I think that the I like the aggressiveness on it. To be honest with you, I like your I like your decision on the fact that LSU has not looked very good the past couple weeks, and this could be an explosive week. Here's a question for you: Does their defense tighten up? Because I don't know a lot about their defense. Well. I don't know that they can tighten up overnight. They have looked so bad. They've given up so many points, and that's usually a strength of theirs. And their offense is still good. I mean, they can score. So I just think this is going to be a shootout. I mean, I would love to see 14 or 21 the first quarter. It would make me feel really good about it. What did you get that at? Was that What number was that? 54 and a half. 54 and a half. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know... At this point in the game, Fermi, you got to throw some things out there, right? I mean, just yeah, keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Overthinking it might have been the enemy of us. Like, for example, my one unit play this week is Georgia Southern. I got them plus six and a half. I see they're sitting around plus five and a half. How is this happening? I understand the year the Coastal's had, and I'm very happy for them that they actually are ranked right now. But Shea Wirtz and that offense for Georgia Southern is amazing, and they have done nothing but dominate. And yeah, who have these teams played? No one of real relevance. I mean, if you want to say that that Coastal B Kansas, fantastic. That's that's absolutely and totally super of them. That being said, they're not that good. I, I don't know why that would give them a, a six point lean. This should be a pick game. This should be a th- this game is going to come down to the wire. I believe last year it was thirty twenty seven. They went three overtimes in this. The year before, G- Georgia Southern blew them out forty one seventeen. And the last time that that Coastal beat them was back in two thousand and seventeen. And that was a two and ten team. That was bad. They had a coaching change that year. I mean, 
this well, it was the you know this that's when Lunsford first came in was in 2017. But the fact is is that Shea Wirtz is a monster man, and yeah, they beat up on Massachusetts and UMass sucks. Let's just call that out like it is. But they could have they could have hung 65, 70 on them if they really wanted to. They were up 31 nothing at halftime and walked away. Wanted to get out of there, made sure that their offense was in sync. And I'm telling you, Wirtz is a better passer than he gets credit for. And more importantly, I understand that. That Coastal has been in sync. I will acknowledge that. That being said, if you look at that game, I think Chris, uh, think Coastal is getting too much credit for beating Louisiana Lafayette. I understand LA Lafayette beat Iowa State at the beginning of the year. Realistically, Iowa State still has a chance to go to the Big 12 Championship. If they go undefeated, if they win this weekend, they're on the right path to go to the Big 12 Championship. Okay, Maybe they just weren't in it. Maybe their heads weren't right. Maybe there was something going on in practice that we don't know about. I don't know. This season's crazy. I can't get a real good gauge on it. But to see a good Sunbelt Conference like matchup, I don't care what y'all say. It's a good matchup. Georgia Southern has to be taken as serious. And to give them almost a touchdown is far too much. For me, it's Georgia Southern the whole way for me. Because they should have beat they should have beat LA Lafayette. They lost on a fifty plus yard field goal for a dude who was like 0 and three or one and three on the day. And I'm telling you, here's the thing for me. The last time I was at that winery was when I took Georgia Southern. And I'm going back there this weekend because it's the Mrs. Birthday week. Not weekend, week. Her birthday's on the twenty seventh. We're going to the winery this weekend, having a little pizza party. Then we're going to do something for out throughout the course of the week. And then next Saturday is the real nice her and I little dinner. But I'm telling you what, Fermi, I have a feeling about this winery. And yeah, that is the worst feeling in the world to say as a gambler. Oh, I think I'm going to do this because it's lucky. It's bullcrap. The reality is Georgia Southern is a really good team. Yeah, and you've, you've talked up Georgia Southern a lot through this pod. So I, I definitely... I'm. It doesn't surprise me that you're going that direction. Uh, everyone would think that I would go over on this. I had a friend ask me about the Arkansas State App, App State game last night. And I'm like, don't take that game. Take that over. App State's defense is really good. And I thought that they would, uh, you know, I thought maybe Arkansas State would be able to score a little bit more. But that over got out of control. It was right around 64. The game ended, I think it was like 45-17, which was 62. That was around the right line. A 70 for that game? No way. There's no way, Arc State. If you look at the good defenses in the Sun Belt, for me, I swear, as soon as I have more time next year, I'm going to have a Sun Belt only conference like podcast, and you and I are going to talk about the Sun Belt. I'm going to force this on us. We'll be the only ones that actually truly dive deep into the Sun Belt. And I want to. I want to know more names. I'm going to get ESPN3. I'm going to watch all their games and record them. Like, this is our commitment. Remember how you were committed to the SEC? It's time I to go. It. It's time yeah. to go. Full out, me and you, one podcast on the Sunbelt. It will get so much popularity because it will be the only real Sunbelt podcast out there because everyone wants to talk about the big primary games. But even you, even you, piggybacking on this point, I see you're taking something in that Southern Miss Liberty game. Come on, Fermi, you know that's right up my alley. Let's go. So I tell you what, Liberty is on fire right now. I mean, they they beat Syracuse last week pretty handily. Listen to your puns. Listen to that. What's that? On fire because they're the Liberty Flames? Well, I mean, that was part of it, but <laughs> Go ahead. I, I didn't even know if you'd pick up on that, actually. Um, I'm so they, in. they have been really tough. They're 5-0. and um, Haven't really played in a, in a tight game except for maybe FIU, and they opened to Western Kentucky and beat them by six. 
the line I got, it is an over. I, I took the over at 60 and a half. And the only thing I'm a little worried about is Liberty bouncing back after, I'll call it a big win just because it's against a power five. But they were favored in that game. I mean, we talked about it last week. We thought they would win outright, and, and they did. They are very versatile. They can run. They can throw it. Their defense is pretty legit. The one reason I did not take them outright was because of, of coming back against a, a Power 5 team. And I will tell you, Southern Miss's coach just recently get, uh, was confirmed with COVID. His status is uncertain. Um, maybe he can pull some strings and miraculously get three negatives in a row like Saban did the day before. <laughs> they, ain't anyway, got, they ain't got that kind of money. Yeah, I digress. But anyway, I do like them. 60.5 over. Southern Miss has given up a lot of points. They gave up. They scored 41 last week, but they've given up 61 or 66, 31, and 31. Liberty's offense is good enough to take advantage of that defense. The line, the game line itself, I believe, is only 13, uh, is what, what I'm seeing. So I know Southern Miss is going to put up some points as well. 60 and a half, I think, is a good number. I'm, I'm over I'm over that. There's at least a 75% chance that I'm going to take this game with you. What time is this game? Um, it is, let me look, but I think it's like, it's a one o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock game. As soon as I see how yep. that Georgia, Georgia Southern, um, <clears throat> that Georgia Southern, uh, Coastal Carolina game goes, I'll probably jump on this for one unit. This is just a one unit for you, right? For me. Correct. Yep. Okay. One unit. I like that. I like Jack Abraham. I believe he's still playing for them. I've told you guys that uh, you know I probably should have taken that over for Liberty last week, and I and I probably should have taken them outright. I told you they're good and that they were under the radar. Uh, the thirteen points is a little high. I don't see them slowing down. I have to agree with you on that one, Fermi. Their defense, I think, is getting a little bit too much credit because again, look at the offenses that they've played, but. Is Southern Miss going to really wow anyone? No, I think Southern Miss is good for three touchdowns, and I think Liberty will will put up at least forty points. I mean, this is they're not going to turn down now. You, you, this is one of those teams that we talked about. These guys have the spotlight. They've put it together. Their coach is is basically. Do you think that he's actually looking for another job for me? I don't know. I mean, that's I I thought about that. I I honestly don't know. What do you think? He could be. I mean, where would he go? He he came from what? He was at Ole Miss, right? Yeah. And, yep. I think you're right. I mean, it's so hard right now to kind of gauge coaching. I mean, even with the shortened season, we haven't even really got to talk about the Big Ten and, and the Mountain West. We're going to do that shortly. But I, I, I don't know. I it just seems like they're not taking the foot off the, the pedal. It just it just seems like they're going to continue to score because they can and I you can kind of get that sense of that team again I was wrong one let's let's talk about why I was wrong I was 100% wrong about Dabo Sweeney I what did Georgia Tech do to deserve that beating for me because he did not let off the pedal at all well they put up 54 in the first half I mean I I do feel like even if you're a power five one of the best in the country I do think you let your starters play the first half in its entirety and if, if if they put up fifty, then I I mean it is what it is. I don't I don't like playing Trevor Lawrence a quarter and a half and benching him or something. But seventy three, goodness. What? But seventy. I know, but they were pumping the brakes the second half. They only put up twenty the second, nineteen the second half or something. Oh, I mean man. it's crazy. I I just thought they would have just tried to run, 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 punt. I mean, but I guess I, I guess at that point Georgia Tech was so deflated it didn't even matter. Um. 
That being said, did you did you say that you had you had four plays? I'm gonna I let do, you. I'm gonna let you. Know you about three of them. I I do. Save that last one. Tell tell me the one that you put in the text. All right. So in the text, I I, I already sent this to you. I'm gonna row the boat. I like Minnesota this week. Plus three plus three and a half at home against Michigan. I was all over PJ Fleck in Minnesota last year. It was one of the highlights of my year, honestly. Them in Utah. I. I really like Fleck and what he does as a coach. They have all five of their starting linemen back offensively. They return nine starters. They they do lose one of their two top receivers, Tyler Johnson's in the NFL, but Bateman is back and he is he is a stud. Uh, they 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 lost a running back, but they were deep last year, so Ibrahim is still there. I I like everything about Minnesota. I think they're a very good team. I, and I think they have the coaching edge. I, I think Fleck is a better coach than, than Harbaugh. I truly believe that. Um, Minis- Michigan, I, I, I have a, a tough read on them. Um, I feel like they're always always hyped up, and they always sort of come up short. Um, and that may be me being a little bit biased, but uh, I, I can't get a good read on Michigan. I, they did lose quite a bit, so... I think they have six returning starters on offense, five on D, and I, I just think Minnesota is a little bit more of a veteran team on offense. I even give them the coaching head, the head coaching nod. So, and they're at home, so I I know it's an opening game. We don't know much about either team um, without spring ball and stuff, but I'm I'm leaning Minnesota plus three and a half. Well, a big offensive line at Minnesota for me, and oh, it, it's huge. and it's they the- average. Six six three forty, and they have one hundred and twenty seven starts between the five of them. And, and it's it's, under- it's cold up there right now. Cold. Yeah, that that's even better. Yeah, that's that's even better for the, the style they play. I I don't. I'm not a big Minnesota fan this week. Something stinks. I don't. I don't like it. It's some, 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 something's up, and I I just don't trust Harbaugh. You never know what he's going to do and how he's going to do. It just seems like. Flex his little brother, and it feels like he can beat him. You know what I mean? It just seems like the way that he would prepare this. Fleck needs this more than Harbaugh does, and that might add some pressure that I don't know if Minnesota's ready for. And I understand that they beat them last year, but it just, I don't know. I could be misreading that entire situation wrong, but I'm surprised that you give the coaching edge to Fleck instead of Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I will say Harbaugh is coaching for his job. I mean, I know he has a big contract out there, but he's sort of disappointed. He can never get over the Ohio State hump. I I don't know. They they just haven't been as good as planned. I think they only lost two or three games last year, so it's not like they're terrible. But at a, you know, at a prestigious school like that in the Big Ten, they, you know, one or two losses is too many. If, honestly, if you put but Harbaugh, you know, if you put Harbaugh, and almost anywhere else. It would he would be deemed a success, right? Am I am I wrong? Of course, yeah. I mean, except for Ohio State and you know Penn State and those top tier teams, but yeah, um, his record is fine. I I just don't think he's meeting expectations, given you know the importance of football in the Big Ten. That's all. Meeting expectations is huge for me this week, and I'm going to go two units, and I'm not giving up on my Texas Tech Red Raiders, but. I will not take them plus three and a half, but I will take this over 54. And I think West Virginia has played an ugly schedule. Eastern Kentucky beat them, beat them 56 to 10. Oklahoma State 
lost 27 to 13. Baylor beat them 20, 27-21. Kansas beat them 38-17. Uh, yeah, their, their defensive numbers look great. But do they really? I don't know if they do. And I've said this multiple times, and I truly believe it. Strange things happen down there in the Jones. And Texas Tech has had a bad run. They looked ugly against Houston Baptist. They should have won against Texas. They played like dog crap, and Bowman got hurt at Kansas State. Iowa State was just an absolute and total crap show two weeks ago. And now Texas Tech, and I want to make sure that I say his name right, and, and I'll probably butcher it anyways, Henry Columby is now their quarterback, and he was at Utah State. And to think that Wells doesn't have a little bit of something here, I don't know if he recruited this dude. I don't know if he knows him from from back at his time fully at Utah State. You know, Jordan Love was there, and you know he sat behind him, and he did get some time playing. He's more mobile than Bowman is by far. I just think that Wells needs this game badly, badly, and I think that they're not going to let up. And I think the past two weeks, this was just a deflated team coming off that Texas loss. I think that was really weighing on them like we had them on the ropes we could have been there we could have built momentum and they blew it they outright blew it do i think that tightens up their defense no no chance do i think that it's going to hopefully spark their offense clearly i'm going to take the over i I, the guy from uh brown who is the head coach at west virginia man they got i was at that game last year that west virginia texas tech game they got beat up in that game it was ugly. They couldn't string anything together. And now they kind of have some rhythm. Now they're kind of in sync. I don't see West Virginia, if they have a chance to step on the throat here and build a 3-4 touchdown lead, I don't see them pulling up on it. Because I think in their hearts they know that Texas Tech can score. And this has become a really good rivalry, in my opinion. I actually enjoy this game a lot. I've been to both Morgantown and Texas Tech when this game is played. It is a very friendly environment with the fans, but on the field... These guys do not like each other. And I think there will be points scored in this game. I hope for Matt Wells and the Texas Tech Red Raiders that they come through. But in the end, I'm still too scared to put my money on it. But I'm not on that over at 54. Fermi, two-unit play on the Texas Tech-West Virginia over. Wow, I took the over two weeks ago, Texas Tech, and you were like, no, no chance. No and chance. you were right. It did not hit, but different circumstance. And I, go, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I trust your read with your Red Raiders. I mean, you're pretty accurate when I mean when you follow them that closely. So I was surprised that this was not 60. I thought this would be 61, 62-ish. Where are you getting that number from? My head. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I never have. I'm not sitting here with numbers in front of my computer. I do numbers all week with kids because I teach mathematics. I'm just, at this point, I'm burnt out. I'm going basically on my gut and get, going on my feeling. I'm not going to let a number dictate what I will or will not do in its entirety. I'm going to sit there and make a general assessment and then try to be as niche as possible and say, okay, here's what I think. Call it what you will. My subjective opinion has got me 50%. I've been over it for two years now, so I'm trying to build back up for me, and there's no other game that really jumps at me. Later in the day, after a couple glasses of wine, who knows what I'm throwing down, but that noon game, I trust that Georgia Southern. That 5:30 game, I trust those Texas Tech Red Raiders and those West Virginia Mountaineers to put up points. Could I be wrong? Only one way to find out. But you are throwing a fourth pick at me, 
And I was not prepared for that. So I'm excited to hear this. I hope it's an over. It is It is not an over. Ugh. And it is not a Saturday game. It is a game tonight. Whoa, throw it on the board, Fermi. Let me get this thing posted. All right, so I'm going, and this, this may shock you, but I'm going Illinois plus 20 and a half at Wisconsin. Now, I, I already disagree with you, but go ahead. Okay, no, no, no. Tell me your side. I'll, and then I'll, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm leaning uh, Illinois. I Go could ahead. be wrong. I just think of that game last year where Wisconsin lost and basically their whole season fell apart after they lost to Illinois, and I just don't see that happening in Wisconsin. But I could be wrong for me. All right. Well, I mean, that definitely happened last year, and that is that has nothing to do with why I'm picking this. But I'll tell you why I am picking this. So Lovey Smith is a coach of Illinois, and here's a crazy little story for you. He needed a defensive coordinator last year. Who did he hire? He hired himself. He is the head coach and defensive coordinator. And since he has taken over, they have been really good on D. Um, last year coming in, they gave up 39.4 points per game on defense in 2018. They cut it by two touchdowns to 26. So their defense is improving. They did lose a lot of defensive talent last year. But it's more, they, they're going to sort of reload. They were deep last year on D. They only have five returning starters on D, but that's that's still going to be a strength of theirs. On the offensive side of the ball, they have four returning starters on the O-line with a lot of experience, and they brought in a transfer, a first-team FCS transfer, to, to be the, um, um, sorry, to be the right guard. So they have... They have four seniors, one junior in the offensive line, a ton of experience. They return nine starters on offense. Wisconsin lost Jonathan Taylor, uh, which is huge. I mean, he was a Heisman contender. And I know Wisconsin's deep. They have a very good line as well. So this game is going to be very I, – I think it's going to be a run-first game. I think it's a ball-control game. Wisconsin does have a solid D. But I think Illinois is going to be surprisingly able to move the ball a little bit and hang in the game. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying I think they're going to cover the 20.5-point spread uh, with their veteran offense, and I think they can they can move the ball. Interesting, Fermi. It's it's aggressive for sure, and especially because it's a first game. I, I, I have to stay. I'm staying 100% away from the Big Ten this week. I want to see how some things unfold, but I respect your hustle. Putting two games up there on the Big Ten – uh, with yeah. your with your Minnesota plus three and a half, and then your Illinois tonight. I'll make sure to post that on Twitter so everyone can see that My, uh, plus twenty. Um, question for me. Let's go yeah. back to some things that you know. Let's run through some through some games here. Florida State, Louisville, NC State, North Carolina. Both overs are 61, 60 and a half. Which one would you favor more at this point? Out of those two, I would probably favor the Louisville Florida State over. Uh, Boy, was I wrong on that Louisville Notre Dame game? Oh my god! Oh, twelve seven, oh. really? And then Florida State has looked good since the quarterback change and more of a dual threat quarterback. Um, he's looked good. I, I think they're going to be. I think this could be up and down the field. I really do. Uh, with both of those teams, uh, and that's partially because Louisville's coming back from putting up seven. I think they're going to figure some things out and, and score this week. I mean, they were in. The the uh, Notre Dame side of the, on on the Notre Dame side of the field, they just could not punch it in for me. It was just it, it was so bad. It was I had to turn that thing off after halfway through the second quarter. I was like, this thing is not going to hit. That was it. I <laughs> fell right apart. Yeah. 
Uh, Syracuse Clemson. Syracuse getting 46.5 over under 62. Is this a repeat from last week for me? I think it is, man. If I had to pick a side, I said this last week, I'd, I'd take Clemson. They, this is like when, you, when you're going to win by 45 points or more, like, isn't that just a challenge? I mean, these guys know what the lines are. It's they're, they're they're monstrous. I'll tell you what. And style points are probably going to matter here towards the end, especially if anyone suffers a bad loss. One of those hiccups. And it's Gordon season. I mean, you have even less time to make a statement. Right. I, I think I think Dabo rolls. Yeah. Michigan State Rutgers. Michigan State minus eleven over under forty four and a half. Uh, Greg Schiano starting at Rutgers. Anything? I know that's that's the big storyline with that game. I I'm fading it. I I don't feel good about either side of it. Michigan State disappointed last year. I'm I'm just out on that one. Nebraska Ohio State. Nebraska getting twenty six and a half over under sixty eight and a half. Seems a little high for me. Something's off on that over. I don't know if I'd like to touch yeah. that. I I mean if I if I would do anything, I think I'd take the points. Honestly, first week, never know. Nebraska disappointed last year. They just, I mean, but Adrian Martinez is back. He's shown signs of, of really, of brilliance, really, but it, it was when he was a freshman. New- uh, God. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're, you can no, I, I just, I would lean 26 and a half would be where I'd go there. I, I'm wondering if the noon game plays into something like that because there are some really good noon games here for me, and that just seems like an, a lot of points early in the morning. I don't know about you. Yeah, you're right. I, no, I'm with you. Uh, two more noon games that are on the board here. Oklahoma TCU, Oklahoma minus six and a half over under 59 and a half and Auburn Ole Miss uh, Auburn minus three and a half against Ole Miss. And the over under is 71 and a half. Who boy I'm for me. That, I'm taking that under all day. Ole Miss. They, they barely scored last week. I, I can't. They've been all over the map. I have no read on those guys. I'm not. I'm not touching it, but if I had a lean, it'd be 71 and a half and under. See, that's how I feel about this uh, Temple-Memphis game. I have no idea what to get out of Memphis because they can play defense, but like you said last week, they play UCF and all of a sudden they want to put up over 50 points. I I don't know what it is. I don't know if they can do it two weeks in a row. It's it's down in Memphis. They they need this. They need to keep this this momentum rolling because they're going to run into SMU. Man, over under 70... That's a lot of points. I, I might have to stay away from that one for me. I don't know if you have anything on that. I'm, I'm out on that one, too. I looked at that. I'm not I'm not touching it. I can tell you with my heart, Fermi has no play on Kansas or Kansas State. UTEP Bingo. or Charlotte. What's that? Bingo. Yep. Uh, UTEP, Charlotte, Fermi's out. I don't know. Eh, no, nothing on that UTEP, Charlotte game. I'm out. Army Mercer, nope. Southern Miss Liberty, we talked about. Tulane, UCF, there's an over again. 71 and a half, that one I like. That Me too. I wrote that down. I actually like that one as well. That could be that could be just a crazy shootout. People, keep your eye on Marshall and wait to fade them for an away game that they're not ready for. Driving, I've talked about this before, driving to where they are in West Virginia is atrocious. And if you think anyone in Florida Atlantic is excited about taking this trip, giving up 16 points, nope. Uh, getting 16 points, no. I think I think this is a Marshall play. I won't touch it. If I was going to tease it, I would tease them down to ten and find something that I would like with it. I'll get back to you at some point to say I'd close that teaser. But if you push that down to Marshall minus ten or minus nine and a half, that would be something that I would take a look at. Notre Dame Pitt for me. I've got nothing on this Notre Dame uh, giving up nine and a half over under forty two. What is this? An NFL game back in the two thousands? No kidding. Both good D's. I'll tell you what. If I had to take, I mean. 
when it's a defensive struggle like this, and such a low over-under, and a team's getting nine and a half, I'm taking the points, man. And these are the kind of games, like, Pitt's always good for one big upset a year, I feel like. Aren't they? What a, what a, yeah, they, what a slop show. Every, every year, they're in, in the mix for a huge upset. Fermi? Or they pull it off. So this this could be the one. I'm taking Pitt here. Fermi, and plus it's at home. Alabama minus 22 against Tennessee over under 66. Yes or no? I mean, I, if I took, I don't, I'm not on it and I I definitely have not locked anything in here. I would probably take the points. Alabama's coming off a huge win. You got to think there could be a letdown in the future. I'm not saying they lose, but 21 and a half is a lot for, from a team that Tennessee was ranked like 15th last week. Yep. They were. They're they're not. Yeah, that's anymore. Virginia Tech wakes Forest over under 68. Ooh, kind of sexy for me. I kind of like it. Virginia Tech also minus 10.5. Don't know if you're thinking about them. I'm out on this, but I could easily see where you could get over, get make a case for the over. Virginia Tech's been scoring a ton. I got blew up last week on that Navy ECU total because uh, their starting quarterback went down late, like Saturday morning at. 11 o'clock, they pulled him out because of COVID. He's in that game. This thing goes over. Houston, on the other hand, minus 15 at Navy. Last time I was at that game, Houston blew them out of the water. That was De'Ara King, and that was an easy over. It's dropping again. Over under 55. You know me. I'm not leaning under anywhere, but if I were, I would take the over in that. Penn State, Indiana. Penn State, minus 6.5. Over under 62. Fermi, this seems like a total stay away game. It is total stay away. Penn State. I think Journey Brown's out. Their best running back. I. I don't. I think Mark Micah Parsons opted out. I, I don't like it without knowing what I'm dealing with here. So I want to see something first. Iowa Purdue. Iowa minus three and a half over under fifty two. Sounds like everyone wants to take Purdue. Why is that for me? Uh, I'm not. I'm out. Out totally. Yeah, I'm like. not. I'm not on this one. Baylor, Texas, I got nothing. I doubt Fermi does either. Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, minus two and a half. Wow. I like it. I like it. I, I would take Oklahoma State here, minus two and a half. I may throw them in a parlay, honestly. I Brocktober's almost over. So I, And Oklahoma State, aren't they sort of in, in, the, in the front of the Big 12 with all these teams just beating each other? They're, they are not sort of in front. They are in front. And this yeah. is a home game yeah. for them. You talk about closing that teaser, go ahead, give me uh, Oklahoma State three and a half then, because you go all the way through zero, and they're getting three and a half, and then Marshall, uh, if I can find that at 15 and a half and get them down to nine and a half, Fermi, close that teaser up. I don't even know need to go any further on the screen to seal that one up. Yeah, for, I'm with you. For sure. Middle Tennessee State, uh, who is terrible, and Rice minus four. Money is coming in on Rice. Fermi, what is going on? I'm not on this game, right? Rice is a tough one to read too. They do they, they still run the triple option, right? No, they have that. Uh, they got that guy from uh, Stanford, and they were uh, oh. remember remember last year they started out against actually Stanford, and he's been implementing this offense. They apparently I don't I closed my book. They have some starters returning on offense here. They're going to slow this game down and try to grind it out. Um, and Middle Tennessee State, I don't think they have anything in response. They they are bad. Yeah, I'm 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 out of this one. Georgia Tech, Boston College, over under fifty five. Seems a little low for me. I agree. I I like the over in this one. Georgia Tech just got trounced by Clemson. Boston College is winning these kind of games and put they've put up quite a bit of points. But I like Georgia Tech's offense. 
Um, last week's not a good comparison, so 55's a, a doable number for both of these teams. Boy, Georgia State-Troy over under 69, a drop from 70 and a half, and Troy is minus two. They almost lost last week. I don't know if they if they put, I think it was Eastern Kentucky in the back burner there. I, I'm not sure, but 69, whew, if this if this game is anything like that Arc State game, which it, it has the potential to be, uh, it'll be over in the third quarter like it was for Georgia State-Arkansas State. Kentucky-Missouri. Uh, any thoughts for me on Kentucky minus four? I'm out fading that one. That's a tough. That's a tough pick game. I mean, Missouri surprised a lot of teams this year. Texas Tech, West Virginia, Texas Tech again getting three over under fifty four, taking the over. South Carolina, LSU, Fermi's already taken two on that as well. UL Monroe, Southern Alabama. I don't think I can emphasize this enough to you how bad UL Monroe looked against Liberty. I know the regression folks would probably say well that's the bottom i don't know if it's true i am staying away from this i will watch it it's on espn plus i will take a dip into that to see how this game plays out because i may want to come back on a total with one of these two teams later but save your money finally hitting the mountain west here utah state boise state Fermi, over under 52 and a half Minus 17, I know it's tough because we haven't talked about this a lot, but it does feel good to talk about the Mountain West Conference again. I know. You're, you're loving life. I'm only on, on one game in the Mountain West, and it's it's picking against Hawaii this week. Oh, we'll get down to that. I wouldn't. I don't know anything enough about Utah State, Boise State. Um, Wyoming and Nevada, I mean, anyone who's watched Nevada knows that they go really fast on offense, and Wyoming is really good on defenses. Wyoming's defense, they, they had a couple guys drafted. Uh, I don't know how good this is going to be. Maybe take the over. 51 is low. It's going up. I mean, Wyoming has notoriously been a like 17-14-17-10 team. It's in Nevada. Uh, It's on CBS Sports. I'll watch it. Let me see what Nevada does. This might be an in-gamer where at halftime, if if it just seems like it's going to fly over the total, I may do a a halftime bet and do a second half over. I just want to see what Wyoming has on offense because... Uh, they have not had a lot in, in years past, so I don't know why I would start to believe that it would happen now. So I'll probably stay away and just enjoy it. Maryland Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern minus 11? Over under 53.5? Isn't this uh, Tua's brother at Maryland? Is it? I, it is. Actually, yeah, I think he did transfer there. I'm I'm out on this one. I need to see something first from both of these teams. Agreed. Uh, Hawaii, Fresno State, over under 66. Fresno State minus two and a half. How can you not take an over in a Hawaii game? I And here's why, man. The new head coach changing the offense. So they brought in, I think, Todd Graham. He is, they used to run. Oh, my the, God. Him. Oh, God. He was at Pitt and then Tulsa and then Arizona State. This guy got hired again. I didn't even. I haven't even kept on. If I said that, I don't remember saying it. Yeah, this. I mean, Todd. Yeah, Todd Graham. He, they're they're going to be running. I think they were running the um, run and shoot, and they're going to the run and gun. So they're still going to be four wide, but there's going to be more of an, an emphasis on the run. So I think it's going to naturally bring down totals a little bit. And on top of that. Putting in a new offense with very minimal spring ball. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? I, I like Fresno in this one. Ooh. Virginia, Miami, Miami, 13 and a half over under 55 and a half. Miami's not looking too bad for me. No, they're putting up points, man. I, I could easily, like, I could get my head wrapped around the, uh, the over on that one. 
We all know Fermi's not touching UTSA, Louisiana Tech. I still don't have enough information. I'm not really a big Louisiana Tech fan. I just don't like watching them. And plus, again, they're on that that stadium network, and I am not paying $7.99 a month to watch that. SMU Cincinnati, boy, SMU was plus one and a half, and now they're minus two. Over under 56. Do not expect Cincinnati to put a points in this game, but how can you not take SMU at home? I'm going under. If I'm going anywhere, I'm going under here. I think Cincy's D um, contains them. I, I'm not saying they stop them. And if you can contain them, they're going to di- Cincinnati is one of the best teams in the in the country about dictating pace of play and how they want to run the game. So I I like 56 and 56 and a half under in this one. What a lot of people don't know for me is, and we can't say this too loud because our wives might hear us, but you and I text each other after 10 o'clock on Saturdays when there's late night football. And it just makes my heart sing that there are three games after 10 o'clock. I don't care whether or not we're taking them. It makes my heart sing. Thank you, Mountain West Conference. Thank you in a couple weeks, Pac-12, after dark, because it is absolutely and totally glorious. It is the windup. So I'm going to save the three games. And if you have to have a late night comeback, tell me which one is your favorite. Doesn't matter whether it's a side or a total. Here we go. BYU minus 28.5 over under 60.5 against Texas State. UNLV at San Diego State. San Diego State minus 14 over under 50.5. Air Force, San Jose State. Air Force minus 7.5. Seven, seven San uh, over under 62 and a half for me of those three games. Give me one lean. My, my lean would be, and I, it's pretty clear. I think for me is BYU to cover. Uh, Zach Wilson has been unbelievable. You got to check out his stats. If you haven't looked at him, um, his, his efficiency is just off the charts. He can do everything. He's dual threat. He's super fast and quick out of the pocket. He's, I mean, he's he's actually a very very good talent, um, and he's he goes under the radar because he plays for BYU and doesn't get a lot of uh, TV time. But uh, BYU's would would to cover would be my my lean there. Here we go. I think the new head coaching battle between Brady Hoke and Arroyo at UNLV. I don't know if this is your grandfather's. San Diego State, Rocky Long, slow, low and slow team. I don't know enough about them. I'm going to have to dig a little bit deeper to see if they're... Because remember, they were supposed to go a little bit faster pace last year. How'd that go for them? And then I really don't know. Brady Hoke has never really jumped off the radar to me as a great head coach. But, I mean, San Diego State is going to run the ball. I think UNLV is trying to go trying to go pace. Let me check my book to make sure that their quarterback is still there from last year. Give me one second. And that answer is no. Rodgers is gone. So I don't know anything about uh, Oblot. But I'm just going to go on a hunch. If I'm going to take a late night over, I'm going against the public opinion here because I believe this thing's going to drop down. It's already dropped down a point. It could drop down probably to 49 and I would be on that over for UNLV, San Diego State, because I want to see what these two teams look like. Oh, does I feel good to talk about that for me? Uh, also, 
don't don't put a pass on that Air Force San, San Jose State game too. Air Force has a game under their belt. San Jose State is not as bad as they were either. Sixty two and a half. That could be a legit play as well too. Fermi, oh, does that not feel good? Oh man, we we covered a lot of games. So it's a crying shame that it's a crying shame we can't hit more of them. <laughs> I know, I know. You know what, Fermi? I want a small mini rant about why people should continue to listen and why they should believe in you. Because I believe in you, Fermi. Because I know I it's am, a long I season. I want to know why, Fermi. Oh, uh, you don't need a rant for me to know why to believe in me. I. I will say that this is all prep for my bowl season, which I've I've historically been pretty good in bowl season. True, surprisingly, but I do want to bounce back and, and at least battle back to five hundred. I'm gonna I partially I'm I'm five units in this week um, to try to close that gap. That doesn't mean the gap will close. The gap could widen, but I'm I'm gonna do my best to do the opposite. For a change. <laughs> I'm going to rant for you. Absolutely and totally, Fermi, you have been consistent on this podcast. Whether it's been high or whether it's been low, you have swung out and always headed back towards the middle there and been over 50%. And so, yes, are you on the down right now? Absolutely. Am I sitting well? No. But the fact is, is we won't quit just like you shouldn't. This is why you don't bet with money you don't have because you got to sit there and you got to grind it out. And you ride out the swings, you ride out the highs, you ride out the lows. Fermi, I'm in your favor this week. I'm staying on Team Fermi. Me and you, buddy. That's how I feel about this right now. All right. We're going to bounce the well. We're gonna, you've, been, you've been good, man. Yeah, been, I wouldn't say that. Sticking, <laughs> you've been sticking to your game plan, taking games you like. You've had a couple bad beats. So I'm, I have confidence that you're going to continue to climb. I love the fact that we have this right now. I need this. I know that everyone out there who listens to this needs this. This is good. This, this is what you want. You want the Saturday to be fun. I don't want to have to wake up on Sunday and be like, oh, God. Because I'll tell you what. With how I played, I meant to take the over last week on the Steelers-Cleveland. I put it in wrong. I put it in under, and it hit. That should tell you everything you need to know about my betting right now. I, I couldn't accidentally get a game wrong. So... And that should tell you how I'm thinking. Hopefully, because I'm not going to change it. Because then when you change it, it mixes up. You ride out the entire season, like you said. I have a plan. I'm going to stick to it. I run with what I think in my gut and what I see in the immediate. I don't like to dig too far down because I think you start going down rabbit holes. Any final thoughts for me? No, just I'm, I'm going to tune in tonight, watch that Illinois-Wisconsin game, and, and just hope that Lovey uh, can keep Wisconsin in check. Man, I, that's, that's the big question. This has been one of the most fun things that I do in my week. With all the craziness that's going on, I absolutely love talking sports with Fermi. It doesn't matter. This is what we need, and this is what we're going to continue to do. Whether or not, like we always advise you, it's only a problem when you're losing. That doesn't mean you can't have fun while you're doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, have a safe weekend. Enjoy the game. Stay up late and watch them. And we'll talk to you guys next week on your Anonymous Gamblers podcast.